Skunk it. Off to the races. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, things, uh, things sure have changed since last time we saw each other <laughs> to record this podcast. I, I know how to create weapons out of uh, armchairs now. <laughs> the, uh, the world took a fucking a big old nosedive <laughs> right off a coronavirus cliff. And, it really um, did. Now we can't go outside. <laughs> outside is no. banned. Outside is forbidden. We're all on house arrest yeah. now. Uh, and it's very scary and very uncertain. But thank God for yeah. the internet and bad internet... Well, yeah, I bad know. video connections. <laughs> and snowball microphones. What did they do during the plague? That's what I want to yeah. know. <laughs> they, they couldn't record their podcasts. They all had to stop. I know. I mean, how... How are they able to listen to various celebrities sing Imagine? I mean, it probably just wasn't possible in the plague. You How have to different go, times are. You have to go deep down a Wikipedia rabbit hole to find the subsection about the great podcast drought of the plague. <laughs> <laughs> um, this might this might be like well, a, there's no drought in coronavirus. <laughs> this might be like a weird sounding episode. Like I don't know how this is going to sound. Because our setup currently is that... Well, the weird thing is... See, this is what's going to be difficult about oh, it, is because when you're talking over video, it's you don't know when to, like, jump in, and it's because there's a bit of a delay yeah. sometimes. So the way we're currently set up is that we're recording with our individual mics into our own laptops. So hopefully the sound quality that you're you, the listener, is hearing is quite good. But me and Danny to each other sound like we're inside tin cans, <laughs> um, and there's also a slight <laughs> so delay. It's gonna be weird. There's also a slight delay when we talk to each other. So I have no idea how this is gonna sound. But we're gonna do this episode. It's probably gonna be a very short one. You can consider this a kind of yeah. test to see if this is gonna be viable mm. to do longer episodes in the future while this fucking nightmare continues. Um. So yeah, this will be exactly. a nice little test, and this will be a good way for us to catch up in the midst of coronavirus yeah. madness. Um, but yeah, we're going to give it a shot, <laughs> and I'll find out how it sounds. Give it a shot? It, I mean, if you're listening to this episode, that means it worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone reasonably well. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're good. Hopefully it's good. We'll find out. And if not, Danny, yeah. me and you get to have a nice nice little catch up amidst this 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 crises. A nice what? A nice what? A what? Oh dear. Oh. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're having freezing. problems here. This is what I mean. But to everyone just... <laughs> else, to people listening, th- there's gonna sound like there's no problem. <laughs> Everything just <laughs> This is going to be a listening, our, our video just sort of vaguely cut out there. Yeah. Well, let's just let's just. Could we have just done this over the phone? We probably could have done it over the phone, but then you know, can't see each other. What a nightmare that would be. I know. But maybe if this doesn't work, just, I'd, I know I'd just be staring at my wall. Maybe if this doesn't work, we might have to try over the phone. But that would be such a weird way to record as well. 
<laughs> I mean, this is yeah. all weird, but... It would be. Um, We were talking right before we started recording um, about how much we miss the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Um, or anything. Or, you know, yeah, any aspect of sort of life that doesn't involve me being <laughs> in my own home. Um, I do miss quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, but the cinema, especially, you know, Danny, <laughs> a lot of our, a lot of our free time, you know, is spent in the theater, watching movies. Yeah, some bad, some good. Exactly. But we can't do that. Mostly anymore. bad. Mostly bad. The last no. film that I went to see before the cinema shut, which, and obviously at the time I didn't know that that would be the last film that I'd be seeing, uh, was the hunt that you ever saw. That you ever saw. Um, uh, I've heard of the hunt, and but I, I've not like, I've not. Um... Your video's cutting out again. This is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so is yours. Um, I've heard of the hunt uh, by reputation, but I don't know much about it. This is great. I feel like it was going so well until we started recording. Yeah, that's really bizarre, isn't it? Because you're like proper dipping. I get like, I can barely see you. You're just a pixely mess. Ah, uh, you're quite pixely as well. Hmm. Why did this only start when we started recording? Like, why was that 20 minute conversation we had beforehand, like, seamless? And now that we actually <laughs> need to be able to hear each other, we can't. Yeah, it is really strange, especially because most people were able to communicate effortlessly using Facebook Messenger. But of and course, we're like in the old days. <laughs> yeah, we're on like dial-up. <laughs> um, that's that's we'll what we'll press it feels on, like and we'll see how we'll see how we get on. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the last movie I saw I'm excited to hear this episode. I can't wait. Tell me about frankly. the uh, <laughs> Six minutes in, and what a roller coaster. Um, it was it was fine, but I just it. I feel like if. If I'd known that was going to be the last film I was seeing at the cinema for potentially months, I definitely feel like I would have went for something, you know, a bit more exciting. The Invisible Man was out. Onward was out. But no, I chose to go see The Hunt. Um, hmm. Which was, yeah, maybe not the best decision. But who'd have known, Danny, that three days from that no, point... who'd have known? ...that the world was just going to close down on us. <laughs> Well, the cinemas went first. They, like, took it upon themselves to shut first. And then everything... Then the government yeah. came out and went, right, that's it. Everything else do that too. <laughs> um, I The last film I saw was Downhill. Which uh, I had a very controversial opinion of. Because I liked it. The, and that you liked it. Literally nobody else who's seen it. Yeah. Um, nobody else who's seen it um, likes it even remotely and quite frankly I can't see why yeah I I, I think a lot of it we talked about it over Messenger I, I haven't seen it but I do feel like a lot of it will come from the fact that from what I understand there is a, a major shift in tone from the film that it is it is a remake hmm. of um and I imagine, yeah. you know, the same way with Force like Majeure. a lot of remakes of that caliber, there's an element of why did you do this if it's not going to be 
like if you're not just recapturing like what that film was about just to sell to an american audience like why did you bother because it's not like force majeure is it's not like that's a you know it's not like that's a notable ip that's not like a property that people are like chomping yeah. at the bit for you know what i mean <laughs> i well i don't know i think that they they did their own thing and i haven't seen force majeure and perhaps um now i have all this free time i'll sit down and watch it and i'm sure i'll enjoy it in its own um for its own merits but uh, for the, the kind of film that they wanted to make with Downhill, I thought they made it quite effectively. I thought it was quite a sweet, sentimental film. Maybe not as thematically rich as Force Majeure, but uh, I liked it for its own thing. And uh, I felt like people really have, like, really beaten down on it for being yeah. a remake of that, that typical, oh, it's an American remake of a foreign film. There's no culture. People don't say subtitled film. But guess what? People don't see subtitled films. Like I've, there's very few people I've talked to who have actually seen Force Majeure. But then there's on that on on the same. You have to have specific time. On the same note, though, there's uh, very few people I know who have seen uh, Downhill. (laughs) There is that, but um, yeah, you're the the one person I know who's seen Downhill. Well, I did it because I love the the writers. and they directed this film, which they shouldn't direct films. Um, I love them to pieces. Uh, Jim Ration, Nat Faxon, I think his second name is. Yeah. Love them to pieces as writers, as directors. You just, 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 just give that to someone else. Someone else can do that <laughs> bit, lads. It's okay. You don't need to do everything. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Like it's like I feel like we both picked, you know, films that we. That probably wouldn't have been our first choice if someone turned around to us and said, this will no. be the last time you get to go to the cinema for God knows how long. Um, but you got to live with your choices. Well, the question, the question is, yeah, the question is, is like, what are they going to, because like cinemas are going to open probably quite suddenly. It's probably going to be like, um, oh, in a few days, we're going to reopen. I can't, I can't imagine it's going to be pre-planned. Yeah. So what are they going to show? That, that, I think that's the big question. Like, what are cinemas going to show in order to get people to come back? Yeah, it's very bizarre because you you can't... It's like you almost can't open with the the stuff, you know, the roster of films that was was on at the time. Like, you can't open with The Invisible Man and The Hunt and Emma because all of those are now available on streaming. Uh, and obviously that's for hmm. a price, but, like, they are available exactly. to watch elsewhere. And so I think it would be a bit weird if they just opened with those films again and it was just like, we're just carrying on, like, everything's normal. You know, like, uh, Onward is going to mm. be on Disney Plus soon, uh, from yeah, what I understand. And that had only been in the cinema for about a week. Um, mm. So it is going to be strange. I do wonder if, like, if there are any studios that they'll, they just have, you know, stuff that was potentially meant to be released around the time that the cinemas are opening and they'll just put those out like if they'll just kind of stick to the timetable that they had or you know but the because obviously is, is obviously the, you've got like you know like, your big your big films are getting delayed like your wonder woman's and your and your hmm. uh fucking james bonds and stuff but there will be a whole fucking slew of smaller films that we probably don't even know about that were scheduled to come out at some point so like maybe they'll just yeah. open with those like whatever was kind of meant to be out at that time or you know 
but they're not they're not going to bring in the 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 punters they're not going to bring no. in the, the the smaller indie films they're not going to bring people in back on oh it's friday night let's go to the cinema um like that's not that's just not going to bring them in um, it's almost so like, that's interesting and then something like yeah something like your medium films like say quiet place part two which was supposed to come out They'll they'll want to revamp up with publicity. They won't want to just release it yeah. and then everybody miss it because they didn't realize it was back in the cinema. Which is almost they'll want sh- John Krasinski and Emily Blunt back out there. There is an element of like, I I do think if they were to start with, if they were to you know the cinemas reopen and like Warner Brothers puts out Wonder Woman or something like that, it's like whatever that first big film is, is surely going to make a fuck ton of money. Because a lot of people will just want yeah, to go to the cinema again. They'll just want to have that experience again. Um, hmm. You know, but it's like, who's going to be the, who's going to, what's going to be the film? Like, what, who's going to be the studio that takes the gamble on something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that is interesting. What's the first big ten pulp film? I imagine it'll be two. I imagine the the weekend, because then yeah, most there's going to be countries that open at different times. So it'll be really yeah, it'll be really weird to see how they do it. Obviously, it's the probably one of the least unimportant things <laughs> for everybody to be considering to us, at this time. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> but that and the pubs. I think there's a reopen gen- the pubs. <laughs> Aye, but you're not. You're not. The pubs aren't opening up and going. Oh, great! We have no headliner pints. Yeah. <laughs> you just reconnect the tenants back up, and boom, you're back in business. <laughs> you're back in the game. Um. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Should we? Should we? I feel like the, the the camera and stuff's holding out. Should we try and introduce the podcast, and then we could just sort of yeah, I can do that. We could just sort of get on this, on this shit my guy <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> your guy the dynamic uh, is so different up, people over pe- the camera it's so weird i know like, i don't know how I there's know. some there's some podcasts that record like this all the time and i don't know how they do it because yeah. we're 14 minutes in and I, I hate it <laughs> i don't understand why a video quality is so low yeah i don't understand that who knows that was really bizarre um what's up people peopleton welcome to secluded second opinion i'm danny and with me with the tie the size of my thumb on my phone Scott <laughs> so for this episode because we kind of just wanted to test this setup uh we're not going to talk about a movie uh or a single movie uh we were just going to kind of talk about what we've been watching while the lockdown has been in place um yes what we've been watching what we've been playing what we've been listening to like all that jazz uh, just to you know, maybe throw out some recommendations to people who might be looking for something. People to... that how to deal with your lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Mm, how to individually deal with it. Um, I mean, you uh, said I... you said you've been struggling quite a bit. You've been sort of pacing back and forth in the flat like a caged animal <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, the problem I've had is that this should be ample time to go check out the TV shows that I, I never seem to have time for. And, oh, what's that TV show over there? That looks really interesting and full of rich depth and themes and stuff. But my problem is, is that I can't concentrate. Yeah. I'm like restless. Yeah. So I keep getting up. I keep fidgeting. My attention span's not really what it um, what it would usually be um, because I just, I, I'm like, I'm just raring to do something um so i have actually been struggling to watch anything like serious yeah um so most of what i've been watching is kind of like uh, daft stuff of like 
uh, stuff I'm rewatching stuff that I've not seen in a while or just stuff that's a bit lighthearted and comical stuff you don't have to take too seriously totally um, so what what kind of stuff are we talking like what what have you what have you been watching film wise well I think the big thing to have come out of media at the very start of COVID-19 of everybody being locked in and the perfect time for it to have come out in the UK is Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, which is um that was pretty solid timing. <laughs> yeah. Like um it's I I wasn't I wasn't too bothered about getting it. No, neither was I. Um, this situation was what spurred me to get yeah. it. Yeah. I was the exact same. I I wasn't going to get this but because I'm at home doing nothing it's like well, I think it's it's not actually too bad. I thought it'd be a lot more. It's like 5.99 a month. Yeah. And I was like yeah, I'll do that for a couple of months while this is all happening. Um, to, to, um, look through the library, rewatch, uh, watch a few light-hearted stuff. Because as you said, uh, as you said earlier, like we're not going out spending at the pub or anything like yeah. that at the moment. So might as well spend the five ninety nine on Disney Plus. And yeah, I was really shocked when they announced that the Mandalorians not being released all at once. Released all at once. That was that was a fucking. That was a weird. That was a weird move. Like I, I kind of get what they're doing, because I think by releasing stuff week to week, you've seen that it's worked with like last year with the Mandalorian and with Watchmen. Stuff stayed in the public consciousness for a lot longer. Yeah. Because they released it week to week. Um. Then something like you know, like a Stranger Things comes out and everyone talks about it for a week and then it's it's gone. Like everyone's moved on to the hmm. next thing. But I think the issue with the Mandalorian is like we already know it's all out, and there's people who yeah. have seen it all, and also, like, and I feel like Disney must know this by this point. It's like if we want to see it all, we can we can get it. You know what I mean? Like it's not hard. Yeah. So it seems like a a strange move to not release it all at once. But then I guess they're just trying to go for that same impact with like, you know, because there's people like us obviously who who are tuned into that kind of thing. But I imagine there's a lot of people who don't know that you know the mandalorian has been out in america for ages and maybe they don't know what the mandalorian is and it's just like the cool new star wars show and they start watching it and so to mm. them you know being released week to week is is not a big deal and maybe they are yeah, trying to make I it have that cultural impact in the uk but yeah i just think if you're a star wars fan and you and you're if you're the kind of person who's buying disney plus for the mandalorian uh, as a uk resident yeah you'll already be aware that it was already out and that this is really just such a um just a delay like i get the week by week and i like the week by week because yeah. i think it means that people it's it's you're able to have conversations about it a bit easier because everybody is like uh able to be at the same level rather than oh um i've watched uh daredevil um i've finished the whole series well don't spoil it i'm only on episode six yeah and that it's it's a lot easier to have a conversation yeah I, if it's episode by episode i mean i've, but it just I've seems never pointless. been like i've never been a fan of the the binge watching model because i don't like binge watching stuff like i don't have the yeah i don't have the i don't know what you would call it the attention span to sit and watch like seven episodes of something in one sitting like i just don't mm. like i watch one episode and that's like enough and i'm gonna go do another thing and then i'll come back later on um so I love week to week stuff. Like I'm all about week to week stuff. The week to week stuff is kind of the only stuff I really watched last year, to be honest. Like for the most yeah. part. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with what you were about to say before I interrupted you because it's hard to gauge when there's when you can jump in. 
because of this fucking weird setup. Uh, like, I assume what you were going to say is like, yeah, it's weird that they didn't just just drop it all here. Yeah, in the since the UK, especially everybody's locked inside. You might as well give them the box set. All of any spoilers is probably already on the internet yeah. by now. We all know Baby Yoda's in it because it's been memed to death everywhere else. So you might as they might as well have just they might as well have just put the whole thing in there. So have you watched it? Have you been watching it? No, 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 not yet. Um, I think I might. Uh, I might wait till a couple of episodes release though, um, and I'll just binge watch it all together. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not what sold me on Disney Plus. I was like, well, there's lots of um, lots of content on there. Um, most of it, I was a bit like, meh. It's very very kid orientated. It's very very uh, kid oriented. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think they've even picked up on that though. I saw an article the other day that they're thinking of putting Buffy the Vampire Slayer on there. Mm. Uh, I think they are kind of aware that they they might need to fill it up with some more just variety. Yeah, because I think you're um, going to get to a point where once you know you've worked through rewatching Mulan and rewatching Lilo and Stitch, then it's like once you've watched those kind of key movies because like nobody gives a fuck about Mulan two. You know what I mean? No one's watching Pocahontas yeah. 2. And then no one's watching... I feel like what Disney Plus seems to be most taken up by is these weird family movies from, like, the 70s about, like, an old man on a farm <laughs> and then a dog turns up and the dog teaches him how to love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of movies, like, yeah. set in the fucking depression. <laughs> um, like, I'm like, no one's watching those. So like once yeah. once you once the Mandalorian runs its course, it's kind of like what do you have? Like what am I sticking around for? Mm. Um, well, it's mental because they've got they've got all these this Fox properties and yeah. very few of them are on there. Yeah, they've got like some Fantastic of the X Men movies there. and they've got one some of, of the, the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like with all the with all of that Fox um, stuff. What you you were? I thought that's what we were getting. I thought everybody was like gun around this this they have so much ip and they're all going to stick it onto to one place and then like everyone will pay for that but no it's really really sort of really has shunned most of the um fox stuff yeah yeah it's it's bizarre i definitely think they need something because like i said there's only so long that i'm gonna pay 5.99 a month purely just to have access to aladdin 3 sea of thieves like you know what i mean it's <laughs> Um, mm. I don't know, but I, I, it's been good so far. Like I, the, all I've watched so far is I've been watching the Mandalorian, which when we watched the first episode back in November, don't ask how we got it. Um, we definitely were very like lukewarm on it. I think like yeah. both of us, like I found it just kind of, I don't know. I just found the first episode, the first time we watched it. I just didn't really think like there was much to it. I didn't like the fact that your main character was constantly hidden behind a helmet. Um, because, you know, because of that, he can't really emote aside from hmm. his body language. Um, and I think some I found some of that quite off-putting. But I have watched the first three episodes and I kind of actually love it a whole bunch now. It's like, hmm. it's pretty great. Like, I, le- I actually like the kind of, I like the really... I like the simplicity of it. Um, hmm. And I do like the Western vibe that they are going for. Uh, I think the third episode especially, 
really showcases for the first time i think what the mandalorian can actually do and it makes for a very exciting episode because i feel like for the first two episodes it's like yeah he's he's a cool guy and he shoots people i feel like when you get to the third episode it really does showcase like why he is considered the best at what he does um and it's just a really exciting really exciting episode and i love baby yoda i know there's all the memes and stuff about how cute baby yoda is but like genuinely anytime he's on screen you can't help but just kind of be like oh or like just laugh um we were watching the second episode the other day and there's a scene where the mandalorian's like hanging on the side of a uh tank kind of thing and uh katie was like where's baby yoda gone and then the camera cuts to baby yoda and he's like chasing after the tank thing in his little floating ball we're like ah there he is look at him go (laughs) and i feel like that's where a lot of the joy of watching it comes from um Mm. and the soundtrack is stunning like i absolutely love the soundtrack i haven't looked yet but i'm hoping it's on spotify because i want to just walk around i want to walk around empty glasgow listening to Mm. to the mandalorian soundtrack (laughs) Uh, and the only uh, the only um, other thing I've been watching is also a Star Wars property. I've I've been working my way through some of the Clone Wars uh, TV oh, show really? because I've always wanted to watch it. But I know there's kind of a whole thing of like, I know that from what I had, had been led to believe, the first two seasons were very kind of kid oriented, and then I think the later seasons, you know, it's not made for adults, but it gets a bit more kind of serious and it's a bit more lore heavy and um. I, yeah. as much as I don't like the prequel movies, I, I've always loved the world building in the prequel stuff. So I really wanted to kind of get into it. So I looked up a list. I can't remember what list, but I looked up a list of like the best Clone Wars episode. And the 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 the, the earliest episode that was like ranked as one of the best was like season two, episode 21. And that had like a f- sort of two episode arc. So I was like, right, I'm going to start with that one. And then I'll just kind of go from there until I get bored. <laughs> um, and mm. I've watched like five, six episodes. Uh, there's like an arc that involves Boba Fett, like young Boba Fett, uh, okay. trying to get revenge on Mace Windu, which was quite like a fun arc. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. The animation is kind of odd and I don't know. It's it's not the best, but I yeah. just, I love Clone Warsy era star wars stuff enough that i'm kind of willing to look past the maybe not so great animations and i don't know it's pretty mm. fun i just kind of chuck it on and every episode's like 25 minutes and i'm just like yeah just hang out in star wars world for a little bit it's, it's good fun but because yeah, it's sort of made cool. more for kids it's much more lighthearted and easy to just have on yeah yeah um but that has been all i've I watched and i watched an episode of the new ducktales <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I have actually been tempted by that because it's got a lot of people I like in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the voices are people I like. Um, I uh, I've been watching on Disney Plus '90s Spider-Man. Oh, amazing! The '90s cartoon. I have that saved to um, my list, but uh. I I decided I was like <laughs> I saw it on there and I was like, my lord! I used to l- be obsessed yeah. with that cartoon as a kid. Um, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh, this, I'm, I, 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 I wonder how this stands up. Um, it's very fast-paced. I don't remember it being so fast-paced as a kid. <laughs> it's a, like, it really rattles through the stories. It really, yeah. uh, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. It was episode nine 
that uh, like Venom is introduced in the symbiote suit, and I was like, "Oh crikey, this is, <laughs> we're this just is fucking really rattling through the villains, aren't we?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, they really do. Like, I, I've I've not even that. I'm not, like, I am about twelve episodes in, and they've done Mysterio, they've done Rhino, they've done Venom, they've done Scorpion, they've done. Um, they've done Doctor Octopus. They've done Craven. <laughs> it's like really um, going through them. Uh, the obviously the theme tune is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mental over the top guitar riff yeah. is uh, hilarious. The animation I don't remember it being so badly mixed. Some of it's two D animation, traditional, and that's why I remember. But there's a lot of C D yeah, animation. The city scape is always kind of three D, isn't it? Like yeah. yeah. But it does jump between them very awkwardly. Brilliant. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. It's like sometimes they're like two D animation, and then it jumps for like a, a point of view shot of him swinging for a PlayStation Two game, and you're like, this is so weird that they really don't mesh. But yeah. I, that was restriction. Obviously, that was a cartoon restriction. It's, uh, it's good. It was. Um, I was. I've been having fun rewatching it. I did see that they had the X Men cartoon on there, and I got really excited. And I started the first episode, and I think I got through the theme song, and the theme song is still like so amazing. Uh, and then the episode actually started, and I was like, "Oh no, this is this is like too dated." I think. <laughs> I oh like, no, I, man. I, I'm not going to be able Spider-Man to Spider-Man ones, yeah, yeah. What about like movies? Have you been watching any movies? Uh, yeah, I watched. Uh, I tried a film last night because I was like, "There's so many weird films I've never heard of on Disney Plus." As okay, you say, a lot so you, of them yeah. sort of older ones. So I, I gave one I gave one a go. It was called The Computer Wears Tennis Shoes. Uh, right. And what attracted me to it to me was that there's Kurt Russell in it, but it's like really little uh, like quite like teenage Kurt Russell. And I was like, ah, oh, so bizarre he's in it. Uh and it's about he he plays a, a guy who's in college and uh, he's fixing the their first computer, and it's one of those computers that's like the size of the room, and it has to come in on all these big, massive parts. Uh-huh. He's fixing the computer, and he gets an electric shock, and then he, oh my lord, turns into a computer. <laughs> like, he has the processing power of a computer. Um, and there's a brilliant bit when they're examining him, and they, like, look inside his ear, the doctor looks inside his ear, and it's just filled with computer stuff. Right. <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing ever, and he can do multiple, uh, he can do maths, and he can learn languages really, really quickly. Kind of gave me limitless vibes, because um, he was just, like, able to remember everything. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was like, I was like, I'm so on board with this film. This is such a weird, bizarre. It has a great opening theme tune. I recommend listening to it up. Um, it's very fast paced and quick. And I was like, this is really, really cool. I was like, really, really enjoying it. And then it turns out they take this really bizarre, fun, silly sci-fi premise and make it so incredibly boring, just uh, really? so needlessly bo- boring. There's a lot about. There's a the dean of his college wants him to sign on for another semester so they can be involved in this college quiz that he'll win because he's super smart. That's ex- extraordinarily boring. <laughs> Cesar Romero's in it uh, as a person whose computer it is, and he's trying to like cheat at gambling or something, uh, cheat at the horses, uh, and he's trying to get. Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell has all of the evidence memorized inside of him uh-huh. and I was just like I was halfway through the film I was like this is so boring this is so needlessly boring did they you have stick such a with fun it for premise. the whole thing 
Yeah, I stuck with it. I thought I I want to have seen this film now. Like an hour and a half. It was only like no. a, uh, like a ninety minute film. No wonder you're uh, so like restless a... if that's the kind of <laughs> stuff you're choosing to engage with. Um, it's funny because he has like Kurt Russell's character has an arc um, where he um, he becomes very confident and cocky when he when he becomes super intelligent and he's like he's being a dick to all his friends because he's being dismissive, uh, and then like he gets arrested. And then his friends come to bail him out. And like, oh, we'll stick by you. And he's like, I'm so sorry, I've been a dick. This is at the 45-minute point. His <laughs> arc is wrapped up. <laughs> and right. I had to I had to click cause I, on the on the timer because I was like, no way. Like, that's his story. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Now all the boring stuff. <laughs> um, I thought <laughs> I wanted it to have, like, a fun climax or something. It didn't. It of course was very it didn't. boring. <laughs> I, I was, don't know why you held out so hope shocked. for so long. <laughs> it was a long film, um, but that <laughs> that was me trying something on Disney Plus. Didn't work out for me. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to dive that deeply into those the, that kind of the, the back catalogue of, like I said, the <laughs> shit movies they were making in like the seventies and eighties. <laughs> exactly. What about yourself? What have you been? What films have you been watching? It's. N- nothing nothing timely nothing that will sort of interest anyone uh i did watch the invisible man uh because it's available oh, really? on streaming now so i did watch cool. that was it good it was really good actually yeah um it's very much split into two parts uh like the first right. half of the film is strictly a horror film where she is being haunted by the invisible man uh, and then the okay. second half of the film, when it starts to kind of reveal a bit more about what the Invisible Man is and where he came from, it becomes much more sci-fi heavy. Um, I definitely preferred the first half a lot more. I think that's just because I I like horror, hmm. and some of the the hmm. scares are real fucking. They got me. There is a there is a moment in that film involving a can of paint, which freaked me the fuck out. Um. But the whole film, in it, like the whole film as a whole, is is a lot of fun. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it was kind of nice to just watch it in the flat. Um, you know, I feel like it was a, a kind of nicer. Even though we we're talking about missing the cinema, like sometimes going to see horror mm. movies in the cinema is a bit of a pain. Um, yeah, just because of you know the audiences it can sometimes attract. So it's kind of nice just watching it in the flat and i almost feel like it could have added to the tension a bit um but aside from that it's been a lot of random shit man i'm not gonna lie mm. <laughs> um uh, i watched doom from 2005 okay you know, the carl urban rock doom uh because obviously the, the game came out like annihilation came out mm. uh which i've not played but uh but um it just got me thinking about doom and I just kind of wondered to myself, like, oh, I wonder if that is as bad as people, as people say it is. And it, it is. It's real bad. <laughs> it is such. I, I a, have seen it, but I don't remember much about it. Oh, it's such a product of like the mid two thousands. You know, the the soundtrack is basically like Limp Biscuit esque music that was popular at the time. Yeah. Um, the Rock, it's kind of one of the... It, it's before The Rock started marketing himself as like a family-friendly yeah. actor. So he's effing and jeffing the whole time, which was quite a delight to watch. Gotcha. 
But um, it is just one of those films. It's one of those video game movies, like pretty much all video game movies, that just doesn't commit to any of the stuff that makes the video game cool and instead just makes a sort of generic generic film that's, you know, in keeping with the basic plot of the video game uh, hmm. but doesn't do any of the interesting stuff that the video game does or, you know, include any of the exciting things that the video game does. Um, so yeah, it's it, it starts off kind of fun and there's some fun stuff in it um, but for the most part it was real bad and uh, I do not Dear. recommend anyone you know because I feel like because Doom Eternal's out like people will kind of think like oh that, that Doom movie like I don't recommend going back and visiting it <laughs> um, I watched uh, Rachel Getting Married which is the okay. Jonathan Demi and Hathaway film from I want to say like 2008 which I think was kind of one of the films that kind of propelled Anne Hathaway into more I guess kind of I guess a higher caliber of actor because I think up to that point okay. it was a lot of mostly like Princess Diaries and things like that I could be very wrong oh um, that's funny that's that's very apt I've I've watched that this week did you watch the Princess Diaries this week <laughs> I've yeah. never seen it um uh, which it, Katie I don't was, it. was not really Katie was not happy at me for not having seen it before um uh, I I'll let you complete your your Anne Halfway film, well, and then no, I'll go on to my Anne Halfway. Film. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I, I, again, this is what I mean about the films that I chose to watch. It's almost like you know, no one, no one cares about these movies, so I'm not going to go too in depth. Rachel getting married is about Anne Hathaway plays uh, a drug addict who's just got out of rehab, and the first thing she does is goes to her sister's wedding, um, and you know, obviously, still a lot of family tension based on stuff that she's done in the past and stuff she feels the family's done to her. Um, but it's 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 very very sweet. Um, they spend a lot of time just just letting you just be at the wedding. Um, like they have okay. the they have the the everybody gets up and makes a speech, and they let you watch everyone's speech. Like even characters that aren't relevant to the plot, you watch their whole speech, and then you get to Anne Hathaway's, and it almost adds to like when she stands up and makes this very awkward speech. It kind of adds to that like. Ugh, because you know how nice and pleasant everyone else is that stood up and made a speech yeah. and now she's going to stand up because she's okay. kind of a she's a bit of a you know the black sheep of the family and she's going to say some edgy awkward stuff and it's like oh Anne Hathaway stop please um, it's really but it's really great and the way it's shot as well he he shoots it like I don't think there's like a single steady cam shot in the whole film like it's very very handheld and it kind of makes you just feel like you're watching a video of someone's wedding like you're just watching a wedding okay. video and it's really great and um it made katie cry at one point so <laughs> it's Aww. definitely an affecting movie uh but i would strongly recommend it i feel like Anne hathaway gets kind of a bad rap these days um i think maybe that just was due to like overexposure she was just in a lot of stuff for a while yeah um, she was for a while but i think it might be like her best performance uh and it's definitely like you know top tier Jonathan Demi films the guy literally fucking made like three masterpieces basically like Silence of the Lambs mm. Stop Making Sense and Rachel Getting Married like it's pretty good it's a pretty solid track record um, but yeah, yeah tell me about The Princess Diaries and why I shouldn't watch it <laughs> I I watched it and I went in very open minded because um, I remember seeing it vaguely as a kid but I don't remember much about it um, 
And I just, I was watching it, and it's a convoluted setup. I thought it was a bit needlessly convoluted. Like, uh-huh. I get it. She's she's found out that she might um, she might have to become a princess. Now she needs to learn how to be a princess. But there's a lot there's a lot in it that I was like, oh, this is just this is <laughs> this is just this ends up um, creating more questions than it really answers. So, but the the main the main central premise is Anne Halfway is she's a, a clumsy person who now needs to be regal and uh, elegant. Um, so she falls a lot. Uh, but Julie Andrews plays she the, falls her grandmother, the queen. That's the classic um, Disney way of showing that someone is clumsy. Just have them fall a lot. Yeah. Uh, and there's no, there's, it's never funny because there's no consequence to anything embarrassing she does. Okay. Whenever she falls, usually Julie Andrews is like, "That's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine." That, that, that this, or if she does something by mistake, it's like, "Oh well, that's fine." And you're like, "You, what you've really got? Like, what you want is that British, like, like dry wit of being like." And halfway falls over, and J- Julie Andrews does a sarcastic, dry remark afterwards, which would create some sort of banter. But yeah. no, the film is very. She falls, and then you're like, "But it's fine because Julie Andrews is fine," and you don't really get a sense that she it, it, any of it's really important because you're like, <laughs> they seem to very much ignore all of like the responsibility of a princess in uh, in response to just being like, "Oh, you just need to know how to eat a meal properly." Um, there's even a bit where in the history class they're learning about the French Revolution, <laughs> which they gloss over very quickly, and you're like, "That's a huge. <laughs> you should be really taking note of this. The French Revolution. You should. I'm about to become um, part of a monarchy. Oh, look at this bit of history about monarchies. This didn't work out for them. But do you but think no, that they you're, just completely you're the, gloss over? It. Do you think that the movie-going audience wants to watch Anne Hathaway learn about the French Revolution for a while? <laughs> no. But it's funny they bring it up, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm not yeah. saying that they <laughs> they should. The film should be about wondering if a mo- any if there's any merit to a monarchy. I don't need it to be. I don't need it to be any convoluted like that. Um, but <laughs> they brought it up. <laughs> they were the one who mentioned the French Revolution. Right. It just seems strange. You would. If you're gonna mention it, the fucking mention it. <laughs> Like you've got to know what mentioning the, as soon as they said the French Revolution, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it's very. I, I just thought at the end of the day, I just didn't find it funny, and I, I feel like it, if maybe Julie Andrews had been a bit sharper, um, it would have worked more. But at the yeah, it was just she's clumsy because she's clumsy, and she's that, it's me, that classic makeover thing. Sounds to me like you're just a crotchety old man, Danny. I know, but then on the plus side, on the other side, I rewatched Freaky Friday, the remake. And you've really been on the. You've really it. been utilizing your five ninety nine a month, haven't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, it's. I've got nothing else to do as well. Um, I watched Freaky Friday, which I thoroughly enjoyed. That that's a dis. That's the one of Lindsay that Lohan Disney film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah I've yes, seen it I've before. It. I've seen it before. Uh, not for a long time. Um, it's one of many body swap movies, but I'm sure it's a high caliber one. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I think it's probably one of the better ones. That and Big, I guess. Yeah. But is Big a body swap movie? Mm. That's more, he's a little boy and then becomes a big man. That's different. Well, I watched, I also watched 13 going on 30. 
and Good that's this very similar well, to here. I thought I'd watched like a bunch of random bullshit, but you've really <laughs> fucking watched the most random Excuse me, 13 going on 30 has Mark Ruffalo, which uh, as very young, quite young Mark Was that Ruffalo. the draw? Was that um, the... Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Gotta have my, my dash of Ruffalo every, uh, every so often. I am... Um... Um, that's the same, same premise. Brilliant. Um, I I watched a film actually that I want to talk about on the podcast. Like I want to do an episode on it. An episode on. So it? we're gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it. Like really. But I, I watched Speed Racer. Oh. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Well, do you know what? No, I, I've I tried to watch it and I fell asleep. Brilliant. Uh, uh, I very is... much fell asleep because it is needlessly long. Oh, it's fucking wild. Um, I I've never seen a film commit so much to being a car a, a cartoon in my life uh it's yeah. insane it's unlike kind of anything the most we could compare we, we could think to compare it to was something like the cat in the hat um okay. but even then it just it fucking blows cat in the hat it leaves cat in the hat in the fucking dust my friend and speeds <laughs> off but i definitely want to do an episode on it because i think there's kind of a lot to talk about um <clears throat> which would be which would be fun um the last thing i watched was uh in in you know in the spirit of what's happening in the world right now um i watched 28 weeks later not days Crikey. i went for the sequel baby <laughs> that was um robert carlisle robert right? carlisle and yeah. right the these two fucking blew my mind because i haven't seen it since like yeah i haven't seen it in years i think since it first came out um it's got uh, jeremy renner in it as like a main oh, really? as like a main character and also Rose Byrne as a main character which and oh, Im- right. and Imogen Poots as a main character and I was like that's <laughs> crazy these are three like kind of huge actors now and I had no idea that that's how like kind of forgettable 28 weeks later is <laughs> is that like yeah. you forget that it was kind of I, know you, I guess at the time you say it I yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I vaguely remember Jeremy Renner being in it. Actually, now yeah, you say it. he I, he I plays a that. he plays a sniper who tries to help get the 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 you know the Imogen Poots's character and her little brother tries to help them get out of the city. Uh, and Rose Byrne plays a doctor who's also doing that. Like they, her and Jeremy Renner kind of team up um, to get them out of the city. Uh, it's you know what? Like, see the first half of it is really great. Um, because it's it's a it's something that I you know it's something that a lot of zombie movies and outbreak movies and stuff don't really talk about, which is once the infection has gone away, how do you like reintegrate society again? Because obviously the thing with Twenty Eight Days Later is that it only the infection only happens in London, so the rest of the world or you know yeah. in the UK, so the rest of the world is fine. So once the infection, once all the the infected die of starvation they can start reintroducing people back into the United Kingdom. And it's kind of like, how do you, yeah, how do you reestablish society after that? And for the first, like, half an hour, it's really interesting. And then once the infection starts spreading again and it it just turns into another zombie movie, one that's much less interesting than the first movie because it, it doesn't really have that human element where the first one obviously stays, like, you know very small and a huge chunk of the first movie isn't so much about the zombies it's about you know the people who are causing the problems 
uh, when they run into the soldiers. But with this one, it's very much just like the zombies are running amok. We got to get out of the city. Let's move. Let's move quickly. And that's just the second half of the movie, mm. and then it just ends, and you're like, brilliant. Um, but the first half, like genuinely, like really interesting. It's also got a stunning opening uh, with Robert Carlyle, um, where the the house that they're hiding out in gets attacked by the infected. But um, yeah, it's just very let down by the second half. I wish it had just stayed as kind of. I wish it had just kind of held on that topic for a bit longer. Um, yeah. But it did make me think, you know coronavirus is happening right now and you know what if they what if we think it's gone and we start you know opening the pubs up and the cinemas and then oh shit there's more coronavirus than there ever was <laughs> james bond's delayed again lads <laughs> <laughs> not new mutants <laughs> not again so yeah the i guess the other thing that uh came out um right as this all kicked off and i'm pretty sure you bought it was uh, Animal Crossing for the Switch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, Animal Crossing, yeah. Which is pretty great, like timing, <laughs> because Aye. we can't go outside and live our own lives. So let's just live a virtual life instead, where we can just fish <laughs> at, a, uh, at a moment's notice. <laughs> exactly, leisurely. If you haven't played it before, Animal Crossing is like this weird sort of relaxing game where um you you have a, a a village or on this one you have an island yeah. that you move to and uh you each day it goes in real time day by day um and like you improve your life you befriend the villagers you go fishing you buy furniture you do all this very stuff to to just to have a little a little escape life um which has actually been really really good well well we can't have a life of our own as you say yeah um how much have you played of it i've well i've played a lot of it um, okay because i've not i've not been working for the last few uh, weeks so um as soon as i got it i was playing a fair amount of it my problem is uh because it's in real time there's a lot you have to wait for yeah which one side of me is like i just want to play the game i just want to keep going i just want to keep going well the other side's my side of my brain is like it's pacing it it's pacing it which is good because there's nothing else to do for the next few weeks so you might as well take your time with this game yeah um but that's coming from uh, a fan uh from when i w- i i had the wild crossing which was on the ds mm-hmm. um i feel like the big difference for me is that uh, in wild crossing and most animal crossing games as far as i'm aware you arrive to a fully formed village there is a shop there is a town center there's about five or six villagers yeah and you just you you just go for it uh, as this one is very different because you really do just start off with you only start off with two villagers yeah which for the first few days is really boring because yeah. there's only two people to speak to and uh there's very limited options on shopping and stuff like this um so it's it's been a very weird experience for me i think that i see merits to it and i see stuff that like as an animal crossing fan is just a bit tedious to wait for because i know the full experience of animal crossing totally. and i just want to jump into that but i can't because it's literally I'm, i've been playing it since it released on the day it released and we're on, we're only just getting resident services tomorrow okay <laughs> um, uh, and apparently resident services has to just close for a day which it doesn't because it's a video game and it's it's talking animals yeah it doesn't it could just say oh we'll do it overnight lads don't worry about it but no it has to close for a day apparently um 
But I'm excited for it to all be running up and running and me to actually play Animal Crossing as I know. Yeah. But I, I'm f- familiar that you're not uh, a long-term fan. This is your first Animal Crossing this game. This is the first so Animal like to, Crossing I would be interested to know. Game that I've played, I'd yeah. I'd be interested to know what you think. Um, So far, I, I really like it because I love how peaceful it is to play. I started it up and I played it for two hours, just solid. And um, I was just in love with like just just the the kind of slow pace of it the calming music it was just such a nice experience um the issue that i the main issue i've had with it is not a gameplay thing is the whole deal with this you're both on the same island situation mm. because i've been playing right. it right yeah i've so, had this issue too yeah so obviously oh, hello we okay oh we're losing it with that <laughs> oh dear uh just so listeners know we had a, a breakdown in communication scott's point scott's uh criticism of animal crossing was so so angry the, he broke the internet just for that little bit of minute yeah just for that little minute our, our my phone loves animal crossing it wasn't going to hear any of it um yeah <laughs> the, the issue is this whole this whole thing of uh that your island is connected to the switch so when like a second yeah. player wants to make a profile, they are on that island as well. So obviously Katie has the main profile and I have the secondary profile because it's very much her game. But I can't progress in it until player one progresses in it, which is very hmm. annoying because I've had a lot more free time to play it recently than Katie has. Yeah. But I can't do certain things until Katie does them. So I couldn't get uh I couldn't get an axe until uh player one gave the bugs to Tom Nook and then Tom Nook gave you the uh the DIY sheet to make the yeah. axe. And there I was, was like, recipes, well this is yeah. kind of bullshit. Like I I I, yeah. I like the whole I do like the connectivity thing of us both being on the same island because it is fun to kind of think like, oh we're gonna like run our island together. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I would rather I just had my own profile so I could just do my own thing and have my own experience. And I don't know why I have to be limited just because I'm the second player. Yeah. And it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually do agree. That is a major thing. We, I've been sharing it with um, Bernadette and it is like, it is, she, she's, I'm a secondary resident. She's the, the first one. Yeah. But it's weird that like something happens or like there's been some sort of progression like for example when it first introduces a bridge um tom nook asks bernadette to gather this much wood and this much all of this and she's like she was telling me oh, i have to try and find this and this and this and i'm like tom nook's not said any of that to me yeah like i i i, I could have helped yeah like, my... if, if tom nook yeah if tom nook had like given me that option as well we could have pulled in our resources yeah. and like been able to figure it out together but like no apparently it's all got to be her shopping list and i'll yeah. just go around catching extra bugs i thought that was the experience they were going to go for was the idea of like you could run your island together with other people playing on your switch instead what it feels like is if you want to have your own animal crossing experience you need to buy another switch um yeah and i don't bad, know it, which it, is really bad yeah it, it just it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a bit and it's meant that I haven't really played it because I'm waiting for Katie to progress to a point where it's worthwhile me playing it, where I'm not just jumping in and it's like, mm. well, I guess I'll catch fish 
or catch bugs it's like i'd rather wait mm. until we're at a point where i can actually kind of do things which is kind of a disappointment because i bought it so that it would be like a fun thing we could play together and i feel like it hasn't really been that instead it's that katie gets yeah. this really fun fulfilling experience and i get to just fucking pick up the scraps <laughs> um, yeah i think once once your village is set up and you get all of the options open i think it'll feel more like the animal crossing experience that like you're kind of used to yeah and there i can see the benefits of it it's fun talking to bernadette about villagers that we've noticed there's a villager in our um on our island who runs around like tina from bob's burgers it's okay. like the most weirdest and enduring thing i've ever seen she just zigzags up and down the island with her arms flapping behind her just running and she looks angry as she does it and we've had a lot of laughs just like showing each other the switch while playing it and go what's, what's bonbon what's up, to up to now it's mental. that's fun <laughs> and so that i can imagine once once the once you get all of the aspects once you you get like all of the island set up then you'll get the more traditional animal crossing experience where it doesn't matter who's the first resident um because you're just interacting with villagers buying furniture doing up your house and stuff like that but in this v- <laughs> extraordinarily long process of getting yeah. resident services which is now at what day i can't even remember when it came out i'm at like day nine of having the game or something it does feel like you're just a secondary player like uh you don't get as many uh, yeah as many options yeah it's it's kind of a disappointment but i am enjoying the game uh it is very fun um i think once katie has time to sort of progress more i'll start diving into it a bit more because i'll feel like it's worthwhile mm-hmm. um but yeah, right now I I've started playing because we have all this sort of time now. I've finally started playing a Yakuza game. Have you ever like heard of oh, the Yakuza really? games? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I I, I bought I bought Yakuza Zero. Uh, a while That's ago. That's the one. Yeah, the, the the good one to start. Yeah, because uh, it's like a a reboot or prequel. Yeah, I haven't played much of it. I've played like an hour and a half. It's very surreal. It's kind of exactly what people had led me to believe it would be, which is half so, half Yakuza, very serious. Yeah. Half very serious game about the life of a uh, a yakuza member uh who goes around, you know, beating people up and doing all kinds of uh, things for the the mafia the, the Japanese mafia. And then it, the second part of it is basically just a giant mini game collection where the mini games are just fucking weird and wild and bizarre and <laughs> you're putting this very scary gangster into like these surreal situations where he's like singing karaoke in a bar and stuff like that um it's very strange but i like it so far but like i said i've not played much of it but i do i do like it that's good um and it's fun to finally like I, people have been telling me about the yakuza games for fucking years genuinely years the people i work with are huge fans of it and i finally decided that since we had all this free time mm. i was going to finally dive in so i'm very excited to see how far i get into that um yeah yeah very 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 excited um, that's exciting i went back and replayed god of war 3 just because again with all okay. this free with all this free time i just kind of went into my library I was just looking through all this random shit that I've gotten for free on like PlayStation Plus that I've never spared a thought to and 
God of War 3 Remastered was there, so I played through that. I beat that last night, uh, which is fun. Okay. So It's so weird when you live in a world where God of War 4 exists, which is <laughs> such a different yeah. fucking vehicle altogether. Uh, and it's strange kind of going back to what God of War was initially. Um, it's such a yeah. fucking... It's such a dude bro game. Like, it's just... It's just mindless violence, completely over the top. Uh, there's a scene where you have to do a there's a quick time event where you have to have sex with someone, and I'm just like this game is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. But it's such like it's like the game equivalent of playing like a Michael Bay film. Like it's pure spectacle. Yeah. Like the game starts and you're on the shoulder of a giant climbing up a mountain, uh, and you fight a bunch of enemies on the giant. Uh, like it's pretty incredible but like i said just very strange to play in a world where god of war 4 exists um but yeah enjoyed that that's kind of that's kind of been my my video game escapades though like while we've been well i i've also been replaying arkham asylum because i got oh, the return cool. to arkham games yeah, yeah, yeah and i've never actually played them um i'm gonna say something slightly controversial maybe it's because i'm a bit restless right now but i don't think i think arkham asylum isn't as well paced as arkham city oh really I think I'm. I think I might. Uh, I, I know for the purists, Arkham Asylum is the best game. I still. I think I might go for Arkham City. But I always. I. I, just, I. I always thought Arkham City was considered the the kind of better one. Oh, the... I thought purists preferred Arkham Asylum. I prefer Arkham Asylum purely because I prefer. I, I, I prefer a linear, kind of, story. A lot of the time mm. i'm not huge on like open world stuff i think especially when you get to arkham knight the open world just feels entirely unnecessary oh. um yeah. arkham city Ar- still feels small enough to where it's not as big a deal but i think i, I prefer arkham asylum a lot well but- i think that arkham city's uh, arkham city's open world is the weakest part of that game because there is a lot of times where you just want to get to the next objective and there's nothing really in Arkham City to do, or in, yeah, sorry, in, yeah, yeah, in Arkham City, there's no, there's no point to be in an open world. Uh, it can be fun to like swing around as Batman, but eventually you just want to get to the next one. But I just think that Arkham City really drops you in the story. You're Bruce Wayne, you get thrown into it, and then you have to become Batman. I think that Arkham City has this a lot more sort of epic scale of like all of these things are going on around you, and you've got to try and like figure it out. And there's so much to deal with, and it feels a lot more sort of it feels like a lot more impending whereas i've i've played i've not played too much of arkham asylum yet so there is that but you're, you're just trying to figure out what the joker's doing and it doesn't feel too pending and uh there is some cool boss obviously the boss battles are really really cool um i've done the scarecrow one uh, and i've um done the bane one um but it's weird that you get to doing the scarecrow bit and the bane bit and there's still sort of no there's no real unravel of the story of Arkham yeah. Asylum. It is just, you're just trying to find the Joker so that you can stop whatever it is the Joker's trying to do. What's he up to uh, this That's where time? I think Arkham... <laughs> as where I think Arkham City really drops you into it in a, when it's like a fully formed story and there's a lot happening. Um, I think it's a, a better paced um, game. But uh, as that I am saying that as a person who's a bit restless right now, so maybe that's Yeah, why. totally. Um... I uh, know, man. Uh, and they've cancelled filming for the the Batman, the upcoming Batman movie that was filming in Glasgow. Yeah, recently. That's mental. Um, so it's good that we got a wee nosy of that before <laughs> before it all shut down. Um, yeah, that has kind of mostly been 
that's mostly kind of been how I've been keeping myself entertained. I mean, it's only been a week of proper lockdown at this yeah. point, I guess. So I think, like, as it goes on, I mean, I'm already... <laughs> I feel like already both of our film choices have been very strange. <laughs> um, so I am curious, as we descend further into, you know, this this lockdown and this sort of cooped-up world... That we're the, the small world that we're all having to live in now. I wonder if our film choices are going to get any stranger, any weirder. Um, I I don't know. Maybe. I uh, feel like I end up slipping into TV more, just like, well, especially because Disney Plus has The Simpsons. Real, and qu- that's so easy to watch. Really quickly, have you been watching The Tiger King? Have you started that? No, I've not. I've not. I've seen stuff about it. Um, but I've not watched it yet. Yeah, so I I really hate. I'm really not a big fan of like Netflix documentaries, mostly the true crime stuff, because yeah. of how long they usually make them. It's like oh, the, like the staircase. It's like you want me to watch like a twelve hour long documentary about a man who may or may not have pushed up someone down the stairs. It's like I'm not going <laughs> to do it. I find them just very boring, and I find it like. Yeah, I find it quite tedious and so sensationalized. I, we've the, talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, I think we have. We 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 scared of how sensationalized they can be. Yeah. Uh, so, the, but the, the, obviously, the Tiger King isn't so much a. I mean, it is a kind of true crime documentary, in the sense that it's about this guy who tried to hire a hitman to kill someone else, but it delves into the world of these these people in America who who keep big cats and who keep exotic animals uh and i think you have to be a certain kind of fucking unhinged to to do that and they really are and it's so interesting because they get into all these different people who do it and they all have a unique way of going about it and and all the feuds that they have and stuff like that and the the more you get into it the more stuff that's kind of revealed about each person is it, some of it's just so surreal and you're like how could there be this much fucking crazy drama around people who keep big cats but it's it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> wild um so i would genuinely like recommend that we're only a few episodes okay. in but it's already like really interesting so i would definitely recommend checking that out uh but yeah aside from that i've been listening to the new harry styles album it's real good yeah solid like there's a solid like four bangers on that album. <laughs> and, uh, That's cool. Everything. I, you know, I'm a big advocate for Sign of the Times. I, yeah. I've, uh, I've 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 come around to Harry Styles. I was like, I listened to Sign of the Times, and I was like, here, I think, I think, I think I might like this. Song. Yeah. I think it's I, it's so funny I think because I might be on board. Obviously, Childish Gambino dropped his new album, and I listened to it, and I was like, I just don't get this. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm a big yeah. Childish Gambino fan. But I was like, I do not get this. And Aye. then I found myself walking around the flat listening to Harry Styles recently. And I'm like, what happened? Like, where, where did, where did I, things change for me? <laughs> I think with Childish Gambino, the strangest thing is that, like, it feels, I feel like he's very, he's become very, very pretentious. And mm. um, with this whole, uh, no sort of, it's the unnamed track. And I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to make it so that you don't focus on tracks and you just think of the album as an experience. And in this white blank um album cover I'm like i feel like he's i i feel also that might be because i saw his film he did um yeah last year and that was 
very very self-indulgent and i was not a film fan of his film from last year it felt very much like him creating a a fantasy of him being this martyred musician uh and then when this sort of came out i was a bit like ah this feels very this feels like childish gambino might have uh, disappeared up his own ass yeah a little bit i hope he comes out well because everybody everybody donald glover everybody like us included you know like fell so in love with him like there was kind of nothing he could do wrong uh and so i think that's why it's kind of weird like listening to this newest album and i'm like nah i don't like this like i just straight up don't like this (laughs) um but yeah that that has kind of been everything that has been keeping me amused during the lockdown um yeah i don't know it's like i think if this works out quite nice if this works well if this if this edits together well then it'll be good to start doing a do it like talking about a movie again like one movie yeah but i think it would be fun to just kind of always do a little update of like what we've been keeping ourselves amused with (laughs) what other weird disney plus films you've delved into or um yeah yeah oh uh fuck the last one uh castlevania on netflix that's that's a good video game adaptation Oh really? It's fucking great. It's it's so it's it's such a heavy metal show. <laughs> um, the <laughs> like the concept of the show. It's it's all animated. It's barely an anime, but I think you would, I think it would count as an anime. But I don't really know. Um, okay. But it doesn't have any of those kind of anime tropes. It's very much like pulls from castle. Like it, it is very much encapsulates Castlevania, the video game. I think um the the basic premise of it is that dracula has a human wife uh a village um finds out about that and burns her alive dracula's real pissed about it and he's like i'm gonna kill all of the humans every single one of them that's my goal um and then you have the sort of main character um who i'm fucking blanking on the name of now uh who's trying to stop him genuinely the most the, the most interesting part of the show is how much time they spend on dracula and they don't just present him as a scary evil vampire he's like a very layered and interesting character and they spend a lot of time dealing with him and his generals and like people kind of conspiring against him within his ranks and all this kind of stuff and it it, it oh belmont trevor belmont that's the name of the, the main the main hero but they spend so much time on dracula and kind of develop him and his army so much that i am completely rooting for dracula to win the whole time that i'm watching okay. the show like I, I i'm like yeah kill all the humans they fucking suck <laughs> um like and it, it's so strange because you're not meant to like you know you're not sort of meant to be like the goal of the show is to stop dracula from killing all the humans yeah. but i'm completely rooting for him the whole time uh which i think is really interesting and it's a fucking wild show there are some episodes that are just full action and it's just very exciting that some of the animation is a little bit clunky but for the most part yeah. holds up pretty well and i wanted to make sure i recommended that before this ended and i nearly forgot but that's kind of been the main thing I've been watching is I'm like almost finished season two and I'm about to start season three. Um, awesome. Because I've just been rattling through it because it's so exciting. Um, like to give you that 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 kind of thing of uh, 
how focused it, it is on Dracula as well as the hero. It's like the first episode is all about Dracula. The hero of the f- the show doesn't appear until episode two. Um, okay. Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting. I think it's interesting that they kind of present you with both points of view and kind of just leave you to decide who you want to root for. Uh, and I'm very yeah. much in fucking Team Dracula's camp. I love Dracula, man. Hope he <laughs> fucking kills all those humans. We suck. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to I wanted to shout out. I would str- that's my like shining endorsement of the Castlevania okay. show. It's fucking great. How to get how to get through COVID nineteen with Scott Morrison? Watch Castlevania. Watch Castlevania. Dracula. And don't and how to get through COVID nineteen with Danny Jones? Don't watch the Princess Diaries. Or apparently ninety percent of the stuff that's on Disney Plus because it's all bad. <laughs> the computer wore the computer wore tennis shoes. But listen to the song because the song I thought was very very fun. But the film is not fun. Film's not fun at all. Excellent. Don't watch it. Um, Danny, if people were so inclined to find us, where could they do so? In our own homes, all of the time. <laughs> if come- they wanted to contact us. Uh, I don't know. You could <laughs> a call for action. You could recommend something. Yeah. To watch during come these and crazy knock times. on our come and knock on our door and leave your recommendation at the door and then walk away like the man <laughs> who delivered our pizza had to do the other night. <laughs> yeah, that's so strange, isn't it? Yeah, where they they show up <laughs> dressed like takeaways right now. They show up dressed like they're in the fucking hurt locker. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> they leave the pizza at your door and like run away before you open the door. It's very funny. Um, uh, they could get us at Second Opinion uh, Facebook or Twitter, Twitter that's Second with a 2 uh, this has been a delight let's hope yeah. it works <laughs> when I try to edit let's it together so. um, cool we will see you we will see you all next time people bye everybody bye eat your JK Simmons haven't said that in a while because we kind of forgot <laughs> <laughs> bye bye